Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Rock Disopolis, and DJ Nikki Snacks. Kreider back right here. Best of Believe. Believe in Omni Channel. Go to Believe.com today. What kind of podcast do you like? We have that over there. Pick a team. We got it. Pick a sport. Obviously, we got that because we have the team. We also have pop culture shows. Go check it out at Believe.com. We're the Charity Stripe. Three former Longhorns talking sports. Knowing your game is our game. All right. Well, gentlemen, the Kevin Durant saga has now come to a close and he's not going anywhere because he signed a deal and they're not going to move him because guess what? The team doesn't feel like it. How do we feel? I mean, this is so weird because it's like we want one thing, then now we're okay with another thing. It's back and forth. What we've been saying for about the last what feels like three years now. Yeah. It's been about a month is that Kevin Durant should just play on this Brooklyn Nets team. And guess what? That's what's going to happen. Because they're good. They're good. They're going to be a contender in, in some respect of the word. I don't know that they're the best team in the East. I don't think that they are. I think that the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers are still better than them. But they should be a top six team in the East. And that's all you really need when you have Kevin Durant, who at any given day, any given moment, can be the best player in the NBA. And Ben Simmons hasn't even played with them yet. No. Ben Simmons hasn't hit the court. And I also, like, look... If he was on his way out, if he had one year left and he was on his way out and he wanted to give him the heads up, look, I'm not resigning in Brooklyn, just a heads up if you want to move me. He's there for four, four more years. You sign a deal. Like, stick to your contract, dude. Like, it gets to a point where you're getting paid so much money and you've made this promise to the organization. You can't just be like, you know what? I, I want to break my contract. I don't want to play here anymore. It doesn't work like that in life, you know? This is not like a marriage, you know, there's no prenup, you know, you can't just split things 50-50, it doesn't go like that. So he signed the deal, he's back in Brooklyn, it's going to be a little Ako taco in the locker room, but really, really, I as a, as a basketball fan, I would just love to see this Nets team play. Like, I, as a Celtics fan, I'm not excited, but as, as a basketball fan, it's going to be exciting to see Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and KD hit the court and really see what they can do. Not in a full season, but a long season at least. Probably 60-plus games. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We believe in Bengals, Solomon Wilcox, Pac-Man Jones. Believe in Giants, Carl Banks, and Bob Papa. We're talking the block herd around the world. We're the Charity Stripe. Best to believe. Hit your free throws. We'll see you in just a hot second. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock Disopolis, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. We have some great Believe content coming your way. First, a clip from Believe in Giants, Bob Papa, Carl Banks. First of all, it was not a dirty play per se. It's a dirt bag play. Um, a lot of uh, my contemporaries, who I, I like a lot, a uh, guy like um, Marcus Spears and Emmanuel Acho, you know, they were going on and on about it. But the reality is this, and, and I think Dan Olasky had it best. 
it's a legal play. And you might not like it as a defensive player. Um, and you people are starting to factor in, well, defensive backs can't do X, Y, and Z. And that's a different conversation. That's that's more of don't hate the player, hate the game type of deal because the game regulates certain things. But as a defensive player, uh, you do have some remedies for these types of plays. And, and I'll get into that. But, you know, as it relates to Kavon, Kavon Thibodeau, I say Kavon, Kavon Thibodeau, there are some things he could have done better. And first and foremost, let me just say, I'm happy he was not seriously injured. But there are some teachable lessons there. Um, chances are he didn't see this type of block a lot in college. And if he did, it wasn't coached up like the Bengals coach it up and like the Giants coach it up because the Giants did the same thing in the New England game for a big run. Here's the flip side of the block on Kayvon Thibodeau. Pack and Solly believe in Bengals, talking it from the Bengals' point of view. Check this clip out. The cut block by Thaddeus Moss on Kevon Thibodeau. There's a lot of talk on social media about it. Clean cut I, block. I thought it was a clean block. It was give clean. Me, give me your impressions. It's clean. Like, come on, bro. We can't we can't turn the game into Tiddly Winks. Come on, bro. Like everybody <laughs> knows in football, that was a clean play. Hey, bro, do you know you're playing in the NFL? You better get your damn damn hands down and stop the guy mm. before he get to your knees. Hands down. Hands That's down. Kevon Thibodeau. How long Kevon Thibodeau been playing ball? They, listen, since you and I was knee high to a poodle, the first time you step out on a Pop Warner or Little League football field, they teach you how to take on a block. Yeah. Especially if you're on the defensive side of the ball. They also teach you how to take on a cut block. Thaddeus Moss was coming <laughs> for the kickout block. He's looking at the man right in the right face. Right in his eyes. <laughs> and then went down low on him to cut block. And if you're going to be a pass rusher in the NFL, everybody's going to try to cut block you because your game is a speed game, and they're going to try to do everything to slow you down. So for those people who take it to Twitter and social media and act like this was a dirty block, I got news for you. Read the rule book first and then ask Kevon Thibodeau to be a fundamental football player. Surprise, surprise. Bengals guys are pro Bengals. Giants guys are pro Giants. Whose side are you guys on? Well, I will say, you know, Carl obviously is pro Giants. I think all four of the guys feel the same way in regards to Kayvon and not wanting him to be injured. And I appreciate that. Um, but Carl did say that there are things, actionable steps that Kayvon can take to prevent that from happening going forward. It's, it's a very teachable moment. And if you listen to the rest of that show, which I implore everyone to do, believe in Giants again, Bob Papa, Carl Banks, fantastic Giants breakdown every single week. You're going to get that from him, mm -hmm. right? Like there are things that, that Kayvon can listen to either from his coaches, guys like Carl who have been there, 1980s all-decade team for the NFL, played alongside LT. Like there are things for him to learn. He, he was the fifth pick in the draft this year. He has a tremendous amount of talent. I think that's why we're all talking about this play, right? Is because it was a nationally broadcasted game between a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. And, and one of the most popular teams in the league in the Giants, whether they're good or not. And, and they're like, and a top draft pick. Yeah, and a top draft pick. I think that's uh, – there's a lot of – but the Pack and Sally also say it's a teachable moment. They also point out that there are steps that Kayvon could have taken to prevent it, like early steps, things that you learn as an edge early on. And he's so talented. Uh, and, and 
I think the big thing is nobody wants anyone to be hurt. You know, no one wants to see a guy get injured. We talked about it almost at nauseam. We're all on pins and needles throughout the entirety of the preseason, just making sure everyone gets through healthy. We saw Takeo Spikes talk about it on his show, Behind the Mask. They just wanted to get through healthy. So from the Bengals' perspective, it's a little funny watching Pack and Sally, you know, laugh it off. And calling it a dirtbag play, but also saying it's, look, if it's legal, it's legal. Yeah, well, like, it's tough to call it a dirtbag that's, play. That's where my gripe comes in, is why can't the NFL maybe change the rules up a little bit during the preseason to put more safety for the players? Kind of like they do in the Pro Bowl. No one really watches preseason games for the most part, to be honest. I haven't watched a single preseason game at full length all preseason. Yeah. Especially not the Bengals and the Giants. Sure. Now... If safety is like the biggest thing and you want your players to be safe for the regular season, then why don't we make sure that these three games, they're as safe as possible and the cut blocks get taken out. You can cut block the tackling dummy all day at practice and still get the same practice. But the thing is, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit here because there was, if you watch that game, which I am in the same, same vein as you, Nick, I didn't watch the entire game, but I've seen a lot of footage from it at this point and a ton of clips and a lot of people on the internet are showing the opposite side of it where the Giants ran basically the exact same play but the edge rusher got out of the block a little bit it was still a, a you know an effective block and it slowed the edge rusher down but this is not a, this is not like a unique block set that offenses run this is very simple and like it's something that if you're going to apply it in the regular season you need to practice it in the preseason Mm-hmm. We're in this. We're in this big conundrum. We always will be with the NFL because it, it's such a physical sport. It's such a volatile sport on the athletes' bodies that like th- this conundrum will will just continue to exist uh, well, because we can't get rid of pre- preseason because they need the reps. They can't go into it cold. That's the kicker. Yeah, you, that was what I was gonna say. You need the reps. Like you need to. You need to have the reps in there. Like it's it's why spring training is like. Yeah, you don't want to see a guy throw his arm out in spring training. But he does have to get his arm going. Like you have to get, get. How often have we seen in the past guys sit out training camp, guys sit out the preseason for money, and then they come in and then they get hurt because they're not they're not up to speed. They don't have those reps. You do need those reps. But Pack and Sally say it also. Like, how far can we dumb this thing down? Like this is the NFL. Like things like this, unfortunately, are going to happen. It's a part of the game. And yeah, like. It was big news because it was Thad Moss too, son of Randall Moss. You know, is it? I don't even know if it's Randall. It's, I House know for Moss. House Moss, yeah, House Moss, <laughs> House Baratheon. The thing is, it's a f- son of a famous player. It's a top pick. It's the Giants. It's prime. That was the prime time preseason game. So it's getting a lot of national recognition. But there's nothing you can do. It's a perfectly legal play. Either you get rid of the chop block, or you just chalk it up as a very unfortunate situation where a player didn't see it coming and got caught. I I don't think there are any steps, really. It's not like it was a targeting call. Like, if it was targeting and and Moss went headhunting and knocked Thibodeau out like that, then I don't think he'd be able to do. No, then we'd have an issue. But I think this is a perfectly safe, perfectly legal play. Um, I mean, it happens hundreds of times, and there's probably a lot of guys that don't get hurt from it. But... There is a chop block that you cannot do. If if you're outside, you can't chop a guy inside of you. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. Yes, like in football, do know that. Never experienced, though. So, yeah. So, like as a wide receiver, you can't come in on like on a linebacker and chop him. Yeah. Like, it's got to be coming from the inside. You can't blindside the guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I get that. I've never experienced that. I didn't play. Nick did, though. Nick played at uh, Texas. It was a walk-on to Texas. So Nick couldn't go and chop block because he was a slot receiver. That would have been a but I also couldn't foul. go. I also couldn't chop block because I was on the practice squad. And yeah. If I chop blocked one of the starting defensive backs or linebackers at the University of Texas, I might have been killed. Really interesting seeing them kind of agree a little bit, but obviously they take the side of uh, Thibodeau and the Giants podcast and the Bengals. They take the side of, yes, the Thad Moss, son of Randall Moss. And we're just on your side. And we're just on your side. But don't go anywhere because we are on your side. We'll be right back with more Great Belief content. Smash and Dash, Lendell White, Chris Johnson. Yeah, that's right. The running back duo is here. And we also have a premiere of Jonathan Stewart on Believe in Panthers with Skylar Callahan and Desmond Johnson. Charity Stripe, best of believe on stadium. Hit your free throws. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock, Disopolis, and DJ Nikki Snacks. Crider, best of believe, right here on Stadium Smash and Dash. Chris Johnson, Lendell White podcast coming at you guys. Talking a little quarterbacks from the running backs. Check it out. So who takes the blame for that? If we want to go back to when they saying bus, right? All these bus. Yeah. So <laughs> can we continue to... Blame it solely on the athletes? No. Nah. Or can we blame it? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Me playing so long in this league, I know you can, a good player or a great player, sometimes if you don't put them in the right situation, they won't be as good as right. they could be. They won't reach their full potential. So, like, a lot of these players, like, a lot of these players, you can't, Ultimately, be like, oh, they're a bust. Like, yeah. when they get with a bad, that's it. Like, you go to Cleveland. Like, I don't care who the hell you are. You get, you get a bad, you get a person and you draft them to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God. No. Please don't draft me. You no, know I'm just saying, you go to Cleveland Browns and they don't be successful. Like, the, the organization and the culture in Cleveland is just not good. I mean, we say this time and time again. And you know who once told us? A wise man. Jason Campbell was a guest on our show, does believe in Auburn. Drafted by the Washington, then Redskins. Then obviously they became the football team. We didn't like it. Then we wanted them to stay as the football team. And now they're the commanders and we're used to it. But I still wish they were the football team. Any Hoosers enough of the beeline. He said, that she said that he said, that if he wasn't drafted by the Redskins, then the Redskins, he would have been a good quarterback or in a better position, had a better NFL career. And a lot of that bodes true. Look at a lot of these teams that consistently can't develop a quarterback. The Jets, they took Sanchez in the top 10, mucked it up. Didn't have anyone really in between. Tried to ride it with Darnold, took him in the top five, mucked it up. Zach Wilson, bad rookie year. It really depends on where you end up. Like, look at Mac Jones. Does Mac Jones have the same talent coming out of college that Trevor Lawrence does? No chance. No, but the Jags are a team that mucks it up. Yeah. The, Bortles, Gabbert. Yeah, the Jags are a complete joke. They're yeah, a novicely run franchise. Is that I, a word? I feel bad, but that's just kind of 
how it happens. You know, bad teams have to go out and draft quarterbacks to try to save their franchise. And that's obviously not the move. We always say you want to build the line, you want to build the defense, and then you draft a quarterback when you're ready. But they're all looking for that next Peyton Manning. They're all looking for that next Tom Brady, right? I mean, obviously Tom Brady was a fifth-round draft pick, but at the same time, they want to be right. And if you don't have a good coach, if you don't have a good leader at the top in terms of your general manager or even your ownership, then it's not going to work out for you. Urban Meyer was clearly not the right guy in Jacksonville. And Train wreck. I feel really bad for Trevor Lawrence because he might be successful on another team, but he also might be psychologically screwed because he spent too much time in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, look, if you, the thing is, is that if we don't, I, I just want to clarify, like the three of us are not QB whispers by any mean, obviously y'all probably can just look at us and know that, but we believe in the talent of guys like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields, that Josh, was Josh NFL you, players. They have yeah, them. the Bears are not ready. They're not ready for a quarterback. Let alone move up and get one. What are you smoking at that point? Seriously, like the players get drug tested, but the the general managers and the front office guys don't get drug tested. Like at, at what point? It's ridiculous. At a certain point, like they were completely not in the position to go and get a quarterback and yet they trade up and get Justin Fields. The Patriots on the other hand were in a position to go get a quarterback. Their team was pretty ready. They go get Mac Jones and after that they really don't miss a beat and they make the playoffs. It's not rocket science. You know how unready the Jaguars were? They had back-to-back first overall picks. You know how bad of a franchise you'd be to have back-to-back first overall picks? The Lions did it. Yeah, and they're pathetic. Sorry, they are. Year after year, Netflix is a joke, and so are the Detroit Lions. Let's call a David Spade a David Spade. We have more quarterback talk. We have more talk coming at you guys. Jonathan Stewart's debut, Believe in Panthers, Desmond Johnson, Skyler Callahan, talking a little bit of expectations for the team in Carolina. Enjoy. I'm just kind of trying to figure out, why are they ignoring the Panthers? They, they're Let winning. me tell you this. I'm gonna, DJ, Yo. DJ, let them not talk about us it's hard man it's that's hard where they, that's where we <laughs> i wear it on my i wear it on my sleeve i'm just like we, talk need, to, we, we need to be under the radar anyways <laughs> because you want to know something you want to know something what what's up the panthers if the panthers end up being good they ain't going to talk about us anyway they don't want to talk about us facts they don't want to that's just Look, the nature of the carolina panthers i still to this day i should have made a t-shirt out of it i still remember them calling us the worst 14 and 0 team of all time and I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does that even work? Like, <laughs> what? So, like, they just they don't want to believe. You can't make it make sense. I've, I've, I've said it. Judge, judge, No, man, I think the ceiling is high. I, I didn't already went out there and gave my hot take on Twitter. I said, we got a 10-win season going on. Thank you. I picked 11 and 6, and, I, and people thought I was nuts. And I'm like, yeah. the schedule sets yeah. up for it. Yes, Desmond, you are nuts. There is no chance that the Carolina Panthers are winning 11 games this season. 11? I'll let Jonathan Stewart truck stick me if they win nine. They have the over-under for the Chargers at 10.5. They have the over-under for the Rams, a Super Bowl winning team at 10.5. You're trying to tell me that the Panthers are going to have more wins than that? No way! I mean, I'm sitting here looking at their schedule, and I, to me, I see like nine games that are a lock to be a loss for them. It's not an easy schedule. Yes, 
They do play the, the Browns week one. They play the Giants. Okay, but then they get the Cardinals, they get the Saints, they get the Niners, they get the Rams, they get the Bengals, they play the Bucks twice, they play the Broncos, they play the Ravens, they play the Steelers. I mean, these are teams that are good, good teams, two Super Bowl teams from last year, and then the Super Bowl winning team from the year before that as well with Tom Brady twice. And the Saints ain't no slouch this year. Ain't no slouch. We're buying into we're buying into Jameis, um, maybe a little blindly, uh, no pun intended. Uh, last well, time, uh, no, he gets he he's gonna get Michael Thomas back, Olave, Alvin Alvin, Alvin, Kam- Alvin Kamara is gonna be there as well. He's got more weapons, and if he's healthy and his his vision is clear, <laughs> then he should be able to do a little bit more damage at the quarterback position. I do think that at least like I can get behind the guys thinking that they're not gonna be the worst team in this division. I mean, the Falcons are gonna stink with a side of white rice, it, and maybe this is the change of scenery <laughs> that Baker Mayfield needs. I think that's a guy, in regards to talent, we all believed in him. We watched him dice the UT Longhorns when he was at Oklahoma. Yeah, he ruined my Saturday year after year. I mean, like, he he's unenjoyable from the Oklahoma. He was good in college. Like, Baker Mayfield is a fine quarterback. And, like, when he was taken first overall, we were like, okay. And we liked Darnold. And you know what the crazy thing is? I liked Darnold the most, and so did a lot of people. And Darnold was picked by the Jets, who then had to go take... They weren't ready for a quarterback either, by the way. They're not ready for Zach Wilson. No, they're not even close ready for Zach Wilson. They should have taken Micah Parsons, hindsight 2020. But they'll never admit that. People jump on the quarterback too early. But I think this Panthers team is going to be a lot better than people think. I think Baker's a lot better than people think. I think DJ Moore is a lot better than people think. McCaffrey's healthy. They have... Pe- Brian Burns is good. Brown's good on the defensive line. You know, Terrace they, Marshall, I like a lot. He got hurt early last season. Same it, with J.C. Horn. Yep. It's going to come down to staying healthy, though. That's a big question. For that team. For that team. And they've been riddled with injuries in the past. And guys that get hurt tend to get hurt again, Yeah, which is unfortunate. And look, I never want guys to get hurt, but we need the guys to stay healthy if they're going to make that step in that division to be premier. And you have to. You have to, like Jonathan Stewart was saying, because he's right. It's just it's the truth of being the Carolina Panthers. You will never be talked about in the same light as you're a team small, like the Cowboys. You're a small market team. It's a team like the Patriots. It's a team like the New York Giants or the Jets. And so you have to win games. You don't have time to mess around. You don't have time to mess around. And guess what? Guess what, Josh? What? We're not messing around, are we? We're no. Not, we're not Ray Charles messing around. No, we do not nice. mess great, around. Great song. That is a great song. We don't mess around at all because we have more stuff coming your way. I do want to say one quick thing, though, on the Panthers. Here's a crazy sp- cross-board analogy that I'm going to throw out there. To me, they are the Blazers of the NFL. It's not bad. I could elaborate. Like injuries, however, small market. The Blazers have not been to a finals in a very, very, in but, a very long time. But in the last 20 years, actually since 2000, the Blazers or had an MVP have a top 10 winning percentage in the NBA. I don't think the Carolina Panthers do. We'll have to check that out. We'll also have to check out more clips because this is best of believe. We have dog check Eric Metcalf. That's right. Great Cleveland Browns, speaking of the Cleveland Browns. And we have Tank Johnson with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, talking everyone's favorite topic. Not Gordon. Not, not Commissioner Gordon talking everyone's favorite topic, Deshaun Watson. Best of believe the charities try pitch a free throws right here on Stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium.
We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, the Octosopolis, DJ Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Tackling a new kingdom. Tank. Terry Tank Johnson's podcast. His guest, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Can you tell me the advantages of this current system of pl- player contact, conduct discipline? Well, I, I think, listen, um, everything should evolve, right? Uh, and, and I think, I think, um, ultimately, um, you know, it's important to be able to do that. And a lot of that evolution has come through the experiences, but it's also come through, um, how we all look at this and how we can do it better. Right. And that's what I'm driven by. Is there, is there a better system? So in the last CBA, um, we negotiated changes, um, to, you know, the discipline system. And, you know, we're having our first experience of that right now with uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, and, you know, it, it's been different for all of us and we'll see as it progresses. Um, but hopefully, it, you know, it's a system that um, will lead to better outcomes ultimately. And, you know, the personal conduct policy itself, um, you know, has gone through a lot of changes. Um, it, it uh, We look at it consistently and sort of and that's sometimes with the union sometimes not but always there's a conversation in the context of is this the right step sure and i think we've made changes to that policy which doesn't just apply to players it's not a player conduct it's a personal conduct and we made that change several years so it applies to me it applies to everyone in this office it applies to everybody in the league whether you're in the front office or you're on the field and so that that's the point that I think we have to get everyone to understand. And I, you know, I've said this many times, our standards and the expectations of people are raised. And so, you know, our process, our policy should also be raised to be able to meet that bar. And, and people expect a lot from the NFL, whether it's players or coaches or commissioners or owners, everybody has a role to play. Our conduct policy is being taken super seriously. Uh, is it like the first game Deshaun Watson is back is against the Houston Texans? Oh, Jeeper Shaggy, what a coincidence, dude. Kick rocks, pound sand, go draw like a hopscotch thing in the street with a little like crayon because that's what that is. Chalk, chalk, thank chalk. you. <laughs> The crayon couple, won't do anything. Couple, put you don't, anything think, on you the don't think crayon will put anything on the sidewalk? I think it'll make something. Well, it really depends where the sidewalk ends. By Go Shell Silverstein. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sean Salisbury Show. One. Go take some chalk and draw a hopscotch thing on the sidewalk. I mean, they're for ratings and reviews and eyeballs. They don't care. 11 games is very arbitrary. 11 games. Where do we come up with that one? Hmm. Big head scratcher. Oh, oh, look, he happens to be first game back against the Houston Texans. Whoa, mind blown. Like, dude, no chance that's a coincidence. They planned it. Yeah. It's obviously, it's not an easy job. We all know that. But still, like, it was it was a whole year, and then it was six games, and we ended up at 11 games. What? Why couldn't it have just been the whole year? Well, the whole year wasn't a suspension, was it? The 
What do you mean? Last year wasn't a suspension. No, I'm talking about hypothetically this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have yeah. been a full oh, year. Oh, oh, oh. Could have been, should have no been. No play for him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, eleven games. It's the most arbitrary number of games <laughs> and in then the history the six, of the NFL. Six games comes out, and then Deshaun's camp is. We'll take eight games. We're okay with eight games, and yeah. now it's eleven games. But the the timing, the coincidence. I just, you're you're absolutely right, and it's we're just we're servicing the fans that that want to see the Texans versus Deshaun Watson on the Browns, and it's not like. We're not going to enjoy watching that game, but I can tell you who most of America is going to be rooting for in that game. The Texans. Absolutely. For I mean, sure. You guys are all going to tune into that game. Yeah. I mean, We're I, all going to watch that game. I, I, just, I, wanna, I just drafted him in fantasy in a two-QB league. Like, he's I, coming back. I like, want to watch, I I I watch Davis Mills <laughs> beat the brakes off of the Browns that week. I want to watch it happen. We love Davis Mills <laughs> on this podcast. We also love Eric Metcalf, though, who does the dog check. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, here are his thoughts on what Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns have to do to win games and stay alive. Check it out. How, how with Jacoby, how, how would you attack this offense? How would you, you know, form this offense around Jacoby? You know, I, I think, I think schematically you can do the same things, you know, um, obviously he's not the runner that Deshaun is or the passer, but, but who is, I mean, there's only a couple people who can play like, Deshaun Watson can, but you can still run the same plays with Jacoby in your offense. He's, he's a seasoned veteran. He's, he's played under Bill Belichick. That's who in fact drafted him, right? So he, he knows what he's doing. He's a, a, he's a true pro, so he knows what he's doing. I think when it's all said and done, me personally, when it's all said and done, Deshaun Watson back there, uh, the, Jacoby Brissett back there, Bernie Kozar, Otto Graham, I don't care who's back there, turn the ball, turn around, and hand the ball off to the running backs. It yep. doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't because we have the line. We got to get the center thing situated, but we have the line that can go out there and run the ball on anyone. I mean, the end of that clip turn around and give the football to your running backs. They have two, they have three running backs, by the way. There was there not a time last year where Darius Johnson was good. Oh yeah, he was great. He had he had a couple of top fantasy performances. Yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt. How many teams is Kareem Hunt the number one running back on? Uh, probably over half the league. I was gonna say over half the you league. You think so? You think over half? I would say I was just say like like eight to ten. Let me go in your division. Okay. Just in your division. Yeah. Number one running back on the Eagles. Yep. I like Miles Sanders. He's a better running back. Okay. Number one on the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, what's going on no there? No one knows who who's going to get the job there. It's going to be Brian Robinson, I think. I mean, if well, McKissick's always going to be their pass catching guy. But yeah. it, but to your point, yeah, he's better. Is he the number one guy for y'all? No, Zeke better still. I think honestly, he might be. He might be a third string for the Cowboys. For the Giants. No, that's tough. We'll see. I, if Saquon's fully healthy and they're good, like I, and their offense is flowing. But if you go through the league, there's a lot of teams that he truthfully is like he's the number one running back on the Falcons. Like we were talking, obviously not the Panthers and the, and the Saints. But he's the, oh, you're gonna do my guy Cordy P dirty like that? Yeah, sorry. Like Cordy he's the P on the dirty bees. He'd be the number. I think he'd be the number one running back on the Patriots. I like Damian Harris I and I like Ramondre Stevenson. He'd be the top dog there. He's a, he's a rushing title, does he not? Yeah, he's like he's an assault away from still being on the Chiefs. And having a ring, like yeah. 
Like, I mean, you know, they have a really talented yeah, op- even even more of a head scratcher for the Browns front office. It's like, what are we what are we doing here? This is just last chance you, which I mean, we'll get go into. get go get Josh. We'll get into last chance. We'll get into you. that next segment. <laughs> we go to Coach KB's show. But look, I I think that I think that Jacoby Brissett. At first, when I listen to Metcalf talk about it, I'm like, okay, no, they're what he can do with his legs is never going to be the same as what Deshaun Watson can do with his legs. Sure, but. Even when Deshaun Watson's on the Houston Texans, it's not like they were they were play calling a lot of designed runs for Deshaun Watson. There's only really two quarterbacks I would say in the NFL that have design runs that are plentifully added to their repertoire from an offensive play calling standpoint. Lamar, Lamar, and Josh Allen in the red zone. Yeah, that's 100%. basically it. And maybe we'll see with Trey Lance and Shanahan. Yeah, and Kyler, but a lot of those are still just scrambles where he gets to the outside, and he, I think he's quick to run. Yeah, and I think a lot so of that's fast. just Kingsbury's game plan as well. Is like he comes from the college background where, you know, there's just especially Texas Tech, it's it's all very air raid pass heavy. Right. So yeah, he trusts Kyler to improvise and just you and know. he's good out of the pocket too. Exactly. They, they I feel just as good. We just we discussed the Panthers and how we feel about them. I honestly feel just as good about that team as I do the Panthers with Jacoby Brissett under the helm. And nothing against, you know, Baker. I think Jacoby Brissett is passable as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Obviously beyond not ideal. But the offensive line is good, like they're saying. The running backs are fantastic, like they're saying. And their defense is super solid. They still have Miles Garrett, who's a top five defensive player in the NFL. They got Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper. And if and if Deshaun is your guy, it's about weathering the storm with Jacoby Brissett, and you'd like to be running the exact same offense that you're going to slot Deshaun Watson into. If you're going to, if they could be five and six, even four and seven with Deshaun, they could finish with a above 500 record. It's perfectly plausible. We teased it. Last chance you, Coach Jason Brown coming at you. Great guest, Roy Williams out of OU. We also have Amon Green. We're talking a little WWE, a little gaming over with Amon Green. And then we have some college football playoff predictions. Don't go anywhere. We're the Charity Stripe. We'll be back in just a hot second. Best to believe right here on the stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Rock Dosopoulos, and DJ Nikki Snacks Kreider. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. We have the Coach JB Show with Sarah Blake as his co-host and special guest, OU's Roy Williams. Enjoy the clip. NIL deals and making money. It's probably something we all wanted growing up and our age, right? And, <laughs> and once we sign a big scholarship, if Roy Williams signs at Oklahoma, how great would it have been, like you just mentioned, to get this NIL deal? But my question to you is, has it now gone too far where there is no coming back from it and there's like a hierarchy lost within player and coach? And I think the coach, the kid now believes – before he even learns how to drive, we're giving these kids the car keys. I say it all the time. Has it become so bad now where if you can't handle a coach yelling at you or you can't handle being a backup because you're just not ready to go on the field, you're now entering the portal, you're transferring, you already got an NIL money, who, which is not tied up to the school at all, so you can leave like the LSU quarterback just did. <laughs> and, like, do you think it's gone too far or are you like, 
kids deserved it this whole time? Or, or are you mad like me? Like, that we didn't get it. Um, all, all of the above. <laughs> no, seriously, all of the above. Cause it's like, no, just being honest, because it's like, yeah. man, I wish I had an opportunity, right? But at the same time, it's like, we're not haters, right? I'm not, I'm not going to hate. I'm all good. I mean, our our work and our our contribution to the game, we helped open up this avenue for the current players. That's just like players from the 60s and 70s. Now in the, you know, 80s and 90s, everybody got more. Everybody's getting more. You know, I got more than the guys that came before me and then the guys that came after me, they're getting they're getting bags. So I mean, I'm not mad. I'm I'm happy for them, you know. Right. But the the NIL deals, I mean, it's I don't know how they're going to be able to prevent it from happening. We talk about it all the time. NIL is just a wild, wild west. And I think what will eventually stop the ball from rolling down the hill and the tidal wave, there's going to be a player. We saw it, Miles Brennan, who got all this NIL money, then didn't step on the field or retired. He had stepped on the field previously, but then retired from LSU from football in general. There's going to be a guy. the bag and ran. Yeah, there's going to be guys that grab the bag and run and, and that don't perform up to snuff, and people are going to invest less and less money. But there's the companies have so much money to throw around, especially the bigger ones. Like you think Dr. Pepper, who threw probably DJ Wangalele a bunch of money last year, and he was such a disappointment, is sitting there crying or whatever. No. You're getting so good at saying his name. I'm just getting so fired at saying his name. It's to a certain extent, it's it's pretty similar to uh to live, to the golf tour, you know? It's how much money can you really can you throw at these guys? And if it's an endless amount of money, then you know, money talks. It is an endless amount of money. How much money do you think Dr. Pepper has? Trick question. It's an unfat. The limit does not exist. Nice. I almost went with like a, oh, my own <laughs> quote and said unfathomable, but then I went with. The limit does not exist is a quote from the movie Mean Girls, directed by Tina Fey. That I've never seen. Oh, I knew someone Josh, had never you, seen it. You do you remember Caddy <laughs> Heron? Yeah. When she says the limit does not exist, do you yeah. remember the the name the name of the girl who she is competing against Dude. in the in the mathlete math mm. triathlete mathlete yeah. mathlon? No way! Gun to my head, brains on the floor. No Check chance. me on this. Her song, Carolyn Craft, I think is the name <laughs> of the girl. <laughs> all Here's right. The thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, all these guys like Miles Brandon or or these guys who are starting quarterbacks or starting running backs or high profile players in college football, they're gonna get their NIL money no matter what. Sure. The thing is. Guys taking advantage of the situation like Miles Brennan are ruining it for the players that don't have the bigger opportunities. Yes, that's true. They're going to spoil this opportunity for maybe the third receiver on the team, maybe the offensive lineman, maybe the guys who that is a good know, get a crack on it. I mean, of course, I mean that's a great point that I wasn't even thinking about, Nick. The it really is interesting to see what'll happen to the guys who weren't always guaranteed to get the NIL money. But yeah, I think there's going to be clauses based on performance. We we've talked about that before. College football, though, right around the corner, some playoff predictions. Blake Rafino, are you serious sports? Jason Campbell, you already shouted him out uh, in the show. Double whammy. Double whammy. Believe in Auburn. Andrew Gershon and then Vinny Hardy believe in Kentucky. They've all given, we can see right here somewhere, their college football uh, playoff predictions. Everyone's got Bama, Clemson, Ohio State in there. Blake has Georgia. Jason has USC. Andrew has Utah. And then Vinny has Oregon. Numbers. Got you. Um, I think, gut check, Blake's is the right answer. 
But I want to throw this out there. I think for the first time ever in college football playoff history, we're going to see a two-loss program get in. And I think it's going to be Georgia. Because mark your calendars. I'm going Southern on this. Mark your calendars. November 12th, 2022. It's going to be a Mississippi mudslide. Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama. Mississippi State is going to beat Georgia. Same day. Are you a Southern lady or? <laughs> yeah, you were talking I, about your calendars. He was Marie Calendar. That's I, who he was right there. <laughs> the nice chicken pan pie. Marie Look, Calendar is the best. It's okay, boys. I just baked you some cookies and I, milk. So it's interesting. <laughs> that was different. Three of those hosts, <laughs> three of those hosts have Pac-12 teams in their Final Four. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Normally, we see the Pac-12 really cannibalize itself, where mm. it just tears each other apart. Yeah, right? and there's usually one really good team that suffers a couple of bad losses. Mm-hmm. This time, though, I think that it's pretty top-heavy with Utah, Oregon, and USC, and I think UCLA is good too. I think they're a very underrated team. That it stays really competitive, and no mm-hmm. one lets their guard down because they know that if they suffer a loss, then they're done. So one team just they just iron sharpens iron, and right. one team comes out of it really looking like a true contender. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Jason Campbell's pick with USC. I think, well, yeah. I think Lincoln Riley finally, you know, puts it together. I know it's his first year at that program, but he brought his quarterback. He brought a wide receiver. They've they got, brought another wide receiver yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that team is looking really good. And the Natty's being played in Los Angeles at SoFi, the stadium, if that's not added motivation. Yeah, it's a really, really great point. I, I think it's going to be a really good college. I think we're going to see a two-loss team in there. I, that's why I said Blake, but I think the USC of all the Pac-12 teams will see how Utah opens up against Florida, and they end up playing each other. The Ducks versus the Utes. Really quickly, Amon Green, Gamers Lounge. Talking WWE. Check it out. More wrestling questions. Yep. All right, fire so, away. So in your opinion, who is the greatest wrestler of all time? We'll start oh. with that one. Oh, that's a go? big question. I right. like it. That's I'm a, off yeah. the top rope. He comes because off the top just, rope. There you go. I'll throw out some candidates. Okay. Um, uh, well, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. obviously. I would think you have to start with Hulk Hogan. I'll put guy. The Rock out there, even though I know like his post-career is uh, obviously stellar. Yeah. Um, do you put out <clears throat> old-school guys like Andre the Giant? Is he even considered an all-time goat? Who Who is the goat? Is it Hulk Hogan? Am, am I trying to too hard for this? <laughs> For me, and I mean, you know, I love this question because you ask a hundred different people, you're gonna get a hundred different answers. And part yeah. of this is is nostalgia for me. I'm a huge fan of of Shawn Michaels, of the Ooh. Heartbreak Kid. Um, oh, yeah, okay. that's my time right there. Uh, yeah, Shawn and, Michaels. Yeah. And you know, I just for me, you know, his storytelling in the ring, his athleticism, you know, between the ropes, he's he's phenomenal. But he's also, in my opinion, just a great storyteller. I mean, I was stoked. You guys know my favorite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels. I'm a huge HBK fan. The heartbreak kid. But what I don't about, know. What about Rikishi? Rikishi? I know you're a big stink face guy. I, this, to me, Shawn Michaels is everything that was said. The storyteller, the entertainer, the performer, the skill set. that was promised. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Zora High. Yeah. Zora High. I do think, unbiasedly, from like not my eyeballs, the greatest wrestler of all time Love Hogan, love Stone Cold, Cena, Ric Flair. I think CM Punk's very talented. And if he didn't leave the WWE, he would have that, not that blemish on him. I think it is The Undertaker because of everything he's wow. brought to the WWE. I thought you were going to say like it. that it's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the goat of wrestling, and Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. And we are the Charity Stripe. We'll be back in just a hot second. Don't go anywhere. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Hang tight. 
We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's a charity stripe. Pitcher free throws because they all free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock Disopolis, DJ Nikki Snacks Kreider. That was the best of Believe right here on Stadium. Go to Believe.com. What kind of podcast do you want? We have that at Believe. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, Believe Network, YouTube. Believe Network. Follow us, the charity stripe, the dot charity dot stripe on the gram or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. I'm still stoked that someone said Shawn Michaels was the goat of wrestling. Y'all know he's my favorite. I think that was my biggest takeaway. Um, one thing we were dancing around college football playoff. We didn't mention a certain program in the Big 12. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but when there's a will, there's a way and there is a chance. And if they do it, I will cry. And I would sacrifice the last 10 years of my life for the Longhorns to make it to the college football playoff, not even win the thing. That's how badly and sad we've been over here. I actually had a, a shower thought I wanted to run by you guys. It's yeah, go a, for it. It's a business idea. It's like Chipotle, but for protein powder, like after you work out, and it's called Have It Your Way. And you <laughs> go down and you like get to pick like vanilla or chocolate or like cookies <laughs> and cream or like different. And maybe like we could we could pair and partner with athletes for their particular flavor that they like. So just throwing that out there. Have it your way. It's way. It's like connected to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the James, I love yeah. that. The connected to the James. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. At the James, have it your way. We're the charity stripe fans out there. Drag both in the mouth, swing on a full count. Rub that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they are free. We out show. We love you. Best I believe right here on Stadium. See you next week. Thanks for joining the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.